Hello and welcome to another episode of Stock Market Today. It's Justin Nielsen here along with Ed Carson and it is Tuesday, February 27th, 2024 and we're going to walk you through the day's action. So Ed, uh, you've got some stocks lined up for us. What do you got? Yeah, not too many stocks out there near buying opportunities, but I want to take a look at Embraer, a Brazilian jet maker, a chip giant, AMD, and Shift for Payments. Sounds good. And first, let's go ahead and take a look at how the index is finished. Uh, looks like the S&P 500 ended up positive, uh, about two-tenths of a percent, as did the NASDAQ with about a four-tenths of a percent gain. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, that was down about a quarter percent. And the Russell 2000, once again, coming in strong with a gain of about 1.3 percent. Uh, that's one of the one of the things that we'll, I'm sure, get into is how the Russell has been a little bit more powerful lately. Um, so let's start with the NASDAQ uh, here. I mean, we've got the 16,000 level that we're looking at, a little bit of resistance. Uh, NASDAQ keeps on trying to get above it, kind of turning back, but uh, it's not breaking down either. So what do you make of it? I mean, it might be best if we had a pullback to the 21-day line. But if we pause here, I mean, just look at today. Let's see where we are versus the 50-day line. And then I just want to show a couple things. It's like, okay, um, you know, we're 5.8%. Like now, let's just go mm -hmm. three days ago, like the day when we popped up 3%. And when we were a little bit higher, but still 5.4%. And then go back uh, when we first jumped up towards 16,000, when it was actually below 16,000, okay? It was 6.8%. So just going sort of sideways. It's not exactly been even all the time. There's been ups and downs. But just a couple of weeks of time has made a difference, you know, like that major indexes aren't is extended anymore. So I think that's a positive. I mean, and we'll look at it. the major indexes are sort of pausing the last few days. The small caps are rallying as breadth improves. I don't know. That sounds like a pretty good combination to me when we've had concerns about the major indexes being extended and not having enough breadth. It's like, well, why don't we, you know, the market's sort of evening out in a way that you would like, I, you know, so seems fairly constructive, even if there weren't that many things to buy today. Yeah, and certainly, I mean, the pullback that we had uh, down to the 21-day moving average line, you know, any anything like that, any pauses do kind of help these lines catch up to a certain degree, you know, so uh, just as you were saying, you know, rather than 6.8%, now we've got mm, a little bit under 5% that uh, we, <laughs> we're extending from the 50-day moving average line. So uh, getting better in some ways. Uh, how about over at the S&P 500? Uh, we've got the uh, 5,000 level that we've been paying attention to over here. Um, and it looks like we've cleared that and at least stayed above it for now. Yeah, it's looking very healthy. I mean, it's like, so if we want to just sort of consolidate the gains we have right here, uh, market rally is doing nothing wrong. Uh, so it's it's uh, really, really healthy action. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, we should mention that uh, both of the indexes, the NASDAQ and the S&P 500, were actually down, um, you know, for a good portion of the day. The NASDAQ was down about two-tenths of a percent before closing at that four-tenths uh, gain. And the S&P 500 was down about uh, three or four-tenths of a percent as well. So uh, do you, you know, is, is that good? Is it like showing resilience uh, for the markets that they just, again... Uh, don't don't really stay down for very much time. Yeah, but it's not like if they had fallen, if we had closed at the lows of the day. I mean, yeah. I don't think we would have changed our commentary. Today wasn't really, didn't show big moves. And a lot of the day's action was Apple getting a bit of a bounce. And Apple's, you know, because it's supporting the moving averages, but it's nobody's idea of a leading stock right now. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that that's a minor thing. But yeah, so 
not a whole lot. It was constructive action, but it also wasn't like, wow, look at this action. This is a defining day. This is a day that if it was wiped from the books, from the indexes, I don't think people would, <laughs> at least the major ones, people wouldn't even notice it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's not like it sticks out like a flash crash or something like yeah. that. Remember that day? Where were you? Uh, um, and, and of course, one of the things we should mention with Apple, I mean, uh, we talked about this yesterday on the, on the show. Uh, it's been below the 50-day moving average line. And uh, you, you pointed out to me today in the office that uh, I guess they're uh, just kind of given up on the EV uh, Well, there's a project. Bloomberg report that was out there that's saying they're they're finally giving up on that decade-long project tightening and a shift towards generative AI. And that may be the more important thing is that among the big techs, they're the only one that really hasn't talked so much about AI. They've been working on it, but been pretty quiet about it. So, you know, if they did that, that could, you know, presumably you know, bring that, you know, help that stock out. Mm -hmm. Well, since we're talking about these uh, Dow Jones components, uh, <laughs> like Apple, uh, how about the Dow Jones Industrial Average? Um, you know, it, it cleared 38,000 with some ease and has been staying above that. A little bit of resistance around 39,000. Uh, anything to note here? No, it's just like, it, this has been lagging the S&P, you know, for a little while and really hasn't outperformed for a while, but it hasn't done terribly. I mean, it's mm -hmm. hard to get too upset when it's at record highs, really. Right. Um, and then, of course, we kind of teased this a little bit. The Russell 2000 uh, got above 2000, and it's had quite the move here in the last few days, uh, really kind of diverging a little bit from the NASDAQ and the S&P 500, which have been the leading indexes. Um, you know, is this finally the participation that we've been waiting for from the small caps? Well, now we're going to see now it's a test because it's it, it, it's been finding support at the 50 day line, you know, for all year. It's been times the 50 day line has been rising, but it, it's been finding support there. OK, now is it going to hit resistance at this level because it hit resistance, you know, sort of at this area a couple of times. Can it blow by there? I mean, obviously, it's encouraging. Obviously, it's nice to see the breadth improve. Uh, especially since, well, maybe some of these giant AI stocks can take a break uh, or mega caps mm -hmm. and some other names could come up, uh, even if it's just for a while. But this is where they really will face a test at this point. Mm -hmm. And uh, this tends to be a little bit more, um, I guess, sensitive to int interest rates. And here's the 10-year Treasury yield, uh, certainly a big move that we had. Uh, in the yield since uh, since December, and we were wondering, okay, is it going to stay above that 200-day moving average line and the 50-day line? And those seem like you know they're 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 starting to get into the distant memory. Uh, so is is there more pain to come from rising interest rates? Yeah, it'll be interesting. We're right at these key level. I mean, I would say you know if we go much further, you might start having some more pain because we really would have retraced a lot of that back. I mean, some of the reason why this has gone up has been good news. The economy has been pretty strong. I mean, some of it's not so great news. Inflation has been a little sticky and those things are not not disconnected for sure. But uh, so that that's definitely going to be an issue as for a lot of those interest rate sensitive small caps, housing and the overall market. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we talked about, of course, we have the personal consumption expenditures that's coming out on Thursday. Um, you mentioned uh, in your news wrap up, I mean, we had the case Schiller, we had uh, consumer, uh, you know, th there were, there's still a lot of economic data that's kind of coming out. And I think more people are watching this closely because interest rates, uh, that's the big question. When, when will the cuts come? Yeah. And uh, it doesn't look, one thing that takes the pressure off a little bit is that the rates aren't coming anytime, cuts anytime soon. It's, March is not happening. It seems very unlikely it'll happen in May. So we're going to see a lot of inflation and jobs reports before June comes along. Mm -hmm. And you, you mentioned uh, the, the breadth kind of 
coming coming on a little bit stronger. And it looks like the Invesco S&P 500 equal weight ETF uh, did show a little bit more strength than the uh, S&P 500. And over on the QQEW, which is the first trust NASDAQ 100 e, you know, equal weight, that was up um, about a similar amount, a little bit stronger than the NASDAQ composite, but about the uh, oh, well, actually double what the uh, Qs were, the NASDAQ 100, so uh, a little bit better there. So, um, you know, we we sometimes look at the advanced decline line on the NYSE. Uh, that looks like it's starting to kind of trend a little bit above ten, the 10-day 10 average, but not really, uh, you know, getting above that in a big way. And the NASDAQ NAS, uh, advanced decline line is still below that 10-day moving average line. So, what what kind of breadth are you looking for? What what's the signal that like oh now it's now it's for real? Yeah, I mean I look at things like this, and uh, but I look at the Russell two thousand just as a quick and dirty. But I also look at QQEW because I'm also thinking, well I'm buying stocks, not the market. And QQEW is in one way to give me sense is there breadth in the market? I mean I'm not breadth in the leadership, and this gives me some hope. Without look, this is mostly about techs, and there's plenty of things outside of tech. But this is sort of like feeling okay, it's not just four or five giant techs. And uh -huh. these are big cap names in there, but I use that as a way. And market leadership has been pretty good, not just in tech. There's been other areas that are doing pretty well. Various sector ETFs are pretty close to highs uh, or have been hitting highs. So there's been things to buy, even though the breadth hasn't been great. Be nice to see that breadth improve. Uh, but that's, so it's, that's one reason why I'm looking at the breadth is, is to see, is there enough stuff to be buying out there? Yeah. And to that point, outside of text, uh, outside of the tech area, one of the first stocks that you mentioned, um, of course, this is a, a Brazilian manufacturer of aircraft and uh, this is ERJ. I do have a position in this myself, but uh, tell me what you're tell me what you're seeing here. Well, this is a base on base formation. This consolidation formed right on top of another one. Uh, so that's you know, that's often what can happen. Uh, things that sort of found support there bounced off the 50 day line today and cleared the 1884 uh, short-term high. So those are reasons to say, both of those are reasons to have a short-term early entry. Uh, official buy point is 21.3. I like the volume. You look at the fundamentals, there's been some improvement, some acceleration for the past couple of quarters You know, uh, on that front. So nice to see there. I, obviously it's a really strong year. Supposedly we haven't gotten the Q4 numbers and then 2024 is still supposed to be a solid year. So. Uh, nice performance, uh, nice, nice, nice opportunity to be getting into this name. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, this is this is kind of international exposure, right? So Brazil, um, there have been a number of names in South America that have been looking interesting. Um, you know, the U.S. has certainly been where it's been at lately. But uh, do you think it's time to start, you know, speaking of breadth, is it time to start looking outside of the U.S.? Uh, you know, we could have said that it's going to happen for the last 10 15 years i think you Scott St. Clair is right there our colleague is yeah right there with you so i mean there's always that situation i think you should definitely be looking outside because a lot of the things have been picked over honestly mm -hmm. in, the, in the u.s especially the names we're all talking about and there have been some brazilian latin american names uh definitely stock pickers market and you have to be careful because there's always risks that you may not be aware about whether it's political or currency uh, it's not necessarily right. that the risks are greater than they would be in the U.S. It's just that you may not know about them. Mm -hmm. You may not even like, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen. And it's like in, anybody in Brazil could tell you, yeah, what is, yeah sure. <laughs> yeah. Are you uh, following all the elections in all of these different places and knowing who those uh, political you know, players are and everything? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
definitely. Um, so uh, this is also, we should mention that this was the stock of the day today, IBD stock of the day. So that's something that if you go to the investors.com uh, homepage, you can usually see that stock of the day right there. Uh, really good to get some extra information on both the fundamental and technical side. Uh, let's go ahead and turn our attention uh, Look, we all talk about NVIDIA, which I do have a position in NVIDIA, I, but I also do have a position in AMD. So um, what is it about this um, advanced micro devices that has been competing with NVIDIA for you know over a decade now uh, that maybe this one deserves a shot? Well, I mean, it is consolidating nicely without tumbling back. I mean, you can see the RS line is holding up pretty well, uh, even though it's been moving sideways. Uh, it's been holding the 21-day line for the most part, just one little test. And that was a nice shakeout, actually. That was, that was, I think, the day Palo Alto had the numbers, and it just was freaking mm -hmm. everybody out for momentarily. And so that was a nice shakeout, uh, but otherwise doing there. After and then the right back the when NVIDIA came out with their numbers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right back. And so holding that 21-day line, at the end of this week, it'll have a flat base, uh, probably on a daily and a weekly chart. So those are that uh, would be positive to have. It's been trading pretty tightly. It just avoided having uh, the uh, uh, three weeks tight last week because it was 1.52%, just exceeding the 1.5% level. Uh, hit support at the 10-week line. So there's a lot of technical action there. Look, it wouldn't be bad if it's paused for another week or two and let the 10-week line catch up. I mean, so it's not uh, a little more seasoning would be fine for a lot of bases. But, uh, you know, with a lot of other names extended, this one is consolidating in a way that is both, you know, still showing bullish action, but uh, doesn't look extended. So it's definitely one uh, people should be looking at. Right. And it's worth noting that there's some really nice volume spikes here Absolutely. Um, yeah, on, on the blue side, which is what you want to see. And really this, uh, you know, past few weeks, uh, you've seen a volume dry up, which is exactly what you want to see as um, it kind of takes a wait and see approach, maybe. Uh, and then let's go ahead and wrap this up with a look at four shift four payments. Uh, this is in the finance credit card payment uh, area. So you got a little bit of aerospace defense, a little bit of tech, and now, you know, here's some finance to your point of the breadth and uh, more more things kind of popping up. Yeah, this was a wild day. If you'd asked me what you thought about this one uh, at 6:45 or 6:35, I would have said like this is this is sinking like a stone. Uh, so they came out with earnings, and while the growth, you know, while there's 90% EPS gain, accelerating revenue growth, it misviews. It was not so. It was not great. Uh, their guidance seemed to be fairly positive, uh, and so the market, you know, did react well to it. So big, you know, it undercut a lot of space. This basically undercut like two and a half months of of trading. So uh, that's going to be a real shakeout. A lot of weak holders and not so weak holders yeah. uh, would be shaken out. <laughs> I mean, not anytime shaken... recently. <laughs> yeah, this is like cutting the bridge on the second Indiana Jones movie. You got to really hang on to something like that. Uh, so it's it's rebounded back. Okay. Uh, now it sort of got back into this blue shaded area. Now, is this still valid? You could argue that that's still valid. The 7640 or 7651 is a buy area. You could say, I want to get over 79 because there's been some trading up there. Uh, or you could just do a downward sloping trend line, though, off at 79. I'm going over having you draw a ton of lines, but then you basically I'm reset around, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you get a back back to around 76 anyway. So you could sort of argue it's actionable. You could also say, I just want to see how this shakes out for a few days. I mean, I, I you know, may, and of course, you know, presumably you haven't bought it now. Wait to see what it does here because it, it does make these big moves. It can make big moves to the upside, it'll make big moves to the downside. It's not known for pretty charts. Yeah, uh, I'll be uh, honest. This one has some 
sometimes you can look in that bullish, really strong volume. So there's a lot of positive technicals on this, on the today's action. Uh, you know, it's not that, uh, it actually has some pretty strong growth. It's interesting that the numbers are supposed to come down, even though I think a bit there was supposed to be coming up in 2024. Uh, but that's something to note is that there's the earnings are supposed to come down in the coming year. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, to your point on, you know, all those lines that we had, it's it's kind of nice sometimes when you have all of those lines kind of around a, the same area, because you got to figure, you know, different people are analyzing stocks in different ways. And if they're all kind of coming up with a similar thing, well, that's that's got to be good for the stock. But with something as volatile as this and kind of where would you say you would put your stop though? You know, cause I mean, it had such a, such a kind of a, a shakeout. Do you go with just, Hey, I'm going with a 7%, 8% or even tighter 5% or do you let it come all the way back down to the lows of, of today as a stop? No way, no way. I would, I mean, you know, it'd probably be like a decisive close below the 50 day line at this point, you know, right mm -hmm. now, if I were buying right here, because then it would probably be about 7%, you know, like, uh, honestly, I'm not sure what the number would be, but it'd be close enough to me that I think that would be, uh, ugly action, you know, not, not positive action. So it is difficult. And I think this is when you want to try, maybe you look for early entries or you look for like places where you can get a partial position on, cause it's hard to, to know, you think you've got something going and then it whipsaws it reverses. So, um, and you can make, you might decide, Ed, I don't know what you're talking about. I want nothing to do with this one. This might take off, but I don't want to deal with this. You know, mm -hmm. if you if you were if there was an airline that got to where you needed to, but had tons of turbulence, you might say, you know what, I'll pay the extra 10 bucks <laughs> to go on a different airline. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, just uh, there's stocks that you know that I've passed up because it's like I don't like that action. It's just too wild for me. And mm -hmm. uh, but uh, this was still uh, there's some breadth here. Just one worth watching because of this big upside reversal. Yeah. And it's also worth mentioning that this group has actually been doing very well. I mean, you know, Visa and MasterCard are certainly, um, you know, helping with that group, but it's, you know, nice to see other participants. Uh, and to your point, look, when you are faced with a situation where there's a more volatile stock, uh, higher risk, you can always limit that position size, as you said, mm -hmm. with a partial position to kind of limit the risk of your portfolio. So those there's a lot of ways that you can kind of handle this if you still believe in the stock. Um, well, uh, really appreciate the, the color there, Ed, and uh, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Um, tune in, make sure you tune in to us tomorrow because we are on live uh, during market hours every day. So if you haven't checked us out on IBD Live, uh, please do so. It's at investors.com slash IBD Live. You can get a trial. We start 10 minutes before the market open and go a full hour and a half, uh, sometimes more, depending on who we have. Tomorrow, we have Mark Minervini. Um, he's a two-time winner of the U.S. Investing Championship, and he's gotten a lot of uh, great books, uh, you know, great great chart analysis that we get with him. So he's going to be our guest tomorrow. So definitely worth checking that out if you haven't already. Uh, thanks a lot for watching today and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye now. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.